the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are here on 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. And today we have a great guest, one of my favorite guests, Tom Moffat, Pastor Tom Moffat. And he is a global leader, pastor, keynote speaker, minister, strength coach for spirit, body, and mind, a success coach. And he's also a radio show host. So really glad to have him back on the show. He has such great energy. And we are going to talk about a topic today that is near and dear to my heart, and that is about believing. And we've entitled the show, How to Believe When You Don't Believe. And I know that many of you can resonate with that. And, and it's, you know, those moments where you're like, am I not praying hard enough? Should I pray harder? I have sin in my life. Do I really have the faith to believe? Maybe my faith isn't strong enough to make the prayer happen. And we take so much responsibility for yeah. making those prayers happen. And so we're going to really talk today about what does it mean when you're struggling to believe that God will actually do something, or you're really needing God to do something, but you're afraid to be disappointed, and so you don't want to really believe that he's going to do it because you don't want to be let down. Mm-hmm. So we're going to really talk about this concept and this process. So, Pastor Tom, thank you for being here Cynthia, today. Cynthia, hi. It's, I love being on this program. It's so awesome. But I thought, actually, you were doing a therapy session with me, so you duped me. <laughs> no, I snuck so, you into the station. Exactly. Now I understand. No, it's great. So fantastic to be here. Thanks so much for inviding me. Excited. It's a great topic. Well, you know, I'm really, glad. Really so, pertinent to all of us, it really, it? it really is. I can never really get enough of this topic. So mm-hmm. make sure that you tell people how to get a hold of you first, and we're going to do that periodically. Okay. But yeah, make sure, sure they know how to get a hold sure, of you. Sure, just TomMoffitt.com. It's M-O-F-F-E-T-T, Scottish name, I think. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, TomMoffitt.com. Would love to hear from anybody. Any way that I can pray for folks and do some coaching or whatever it is that they need. Yes, would and love you're to a great speaker. Thank you're you so much. You're a great keynote speaker. Thank you very yes. much. Yeah, and we're looking yeah. forward to doing passion. one together. Yes, we're going to. That's exciting. May 21st, yes. Really so, excited about that yeah, summit so that's do coming. A, we're going to do a show about that and have Tim on. Yeah, so that'll actually, be we're really, doing a video shoot today That's on exactly it. right. Yeah. That's fun. Yes. That's going to be great. Okay, so here we are about this whole entire concept of believing, how to believe when you don't believe. And so you had some great things that you brought up that I was reading. And um, I like some of, of how you said this whole deal, deal about 
this idea about believing, and we have disappointments when it comes to believing in the unanswered prayers. Sure. And how do you how do you address this with people? Sure. Well, because you're you know, a great if, prayer warrior. No, thank you. Um, you know, I think that believing is the narrative of Scripture. I mean, if you go from Genesis to Revelation, it is really about trust and believing in this God. And what kind of God is He? He's a good God. He's He's ready to answer prayer. But we know that life many times hits us and comes at us, and sometimes it doesn't always feel that way. But really the whole idea, the concept, the theology, if you want to put it in that context, of believing is really what Scripture, it, it lands there. It's the foundation for everything. So I, I really believe that it is a, a very crucial subject. You know, if you even track the ministry of Jesus, really, the ministry of Jesus, you can take a look at people that were, what, believing that he was the Messiah. And everything that came with the idea of Messiah this is what they were questioning over. Is it him? He d- doesn't look the role. He doesn't sound the role. I don't know if I can put my, what, belief in Christ. Right, And so right. really most of the New Testament is about, you know, really pulling us to believe in the very presence of Jesus and who he is. So it's, it's a crucial concept. So I like this verse you talk about, this famous one in Mark. It's oh, it's one of my favorite, yes. It is often thrown, you know, this whole Mark 9, chapter 9, 22 and 24, it says, He has often thrown both into the, thrown himself into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to them, if you can. So all things are possible to him who believes. So mm-hmm. immediately the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe, help my unbelief. That just resonates it, with oh, me. Um, it just it, that it says everything. You know, the, the, I believe so fervently, but help. I have unbelief yes. about you actually doing it for me. Yeah, almost, almost like I want to help. Help me want to want to more. Right. You get that kind right. of feel from this man who the context is he had a demon-possessed son. Right. And I don't know that there's anything that grips our heart more than the needs of our children. Because so much of it feels out of our control. So you can kind of feel his passion coming up to Jesus Christ, realizing that Jesus had been doing some miracles, and, you know, maybe I can get some help here. Well, he exhausted all other options. He had exhausted the other options. Right. And uh, and, and it was was a really, really tough scenario because he would—this young boy was suicidal. He was throwing himself—he was ready to commit suicide. And if you look at that within the context of our teens today, some of them cutting, some of them, you know, just— really struggling. You can feel the pain of this father. And he says to Jesus, if you can. And this is a language that is not a part of heaven. Oh, I so love that. So consequently, Jesus fires back to him, teaching us. Jesus is the master teacher. And he's teaching all of us now. And he says, okay, if you can is not my language. And so he throws it back on the man. He says, you know, all things are possible. And then he lays it out there to those who believe. And then the man humbly says, you know, help my unbelief. And I think that all of us would resonate with that. I know that I do, Cynthia. Absolutely. And, um, you know, when it comes to really believing in the things that God has for us, I'm, you know, certainly um, I, I think it's very important to just lay out, especially when it comes to prayer. We all find ourselves in situations that are uh, many times hard to understand, and I do not believe there's a direct science on it. I don't think any of us are going to write 12 steps to being able to put all your life in order and have all your prayers answered, and there will be nothing left at the end of the day to have questions about. No. Um, But I do believe that it is important to understand that if, if, if you're praying, and you're believing, and you still are facing those challenges, what I don't want people to hear is, look, you don't have enough faith. You're not praying enough. The Bible says, look, 
faith and believing is like a seed. You just don't need much of it. It's not the amount that matters. See, that's important. I think it's you should yeah, talk about that a little bit more. It's not the amount. It's not it's the presence. It, because it doesn't depend on us. But because yet it does to he believe. Could've, he could have used anything. Jesus could have used any analogy for the kingdom of God and believing that he wanted to, and specifically faith. Mm-hmm. When he talked about faith to move mountains and faith to speak yes, at yes. these things, he could have used any analogy. He said, but let me, let me teach you. It's like a mustard seed. You chose the smallest of seeds. And mustard seed is not large, but contained within that seed are all the possibilities of the largest plant. And so... He, you know, faith is just like that. It's not about the amount. It's about that it's present. And then he gives us some understanding on how that we can start to feed that crucial component of faith in our life. But it, he does put it within the context of growth and a seed. That means you've got to give it life or else that seed is just going to wither and die. It's got to be placed in the right environment. And so when it comes to believing in prayer and faith, many times there's other components that are there. But I don't want people to hear, well, see, I'm just, I don't have enough faith or I don't have, I'm just not believing right. Look, it does not take much. If you're praying, you got enough. So do you differentiate between the word belief and faith? Well, they're very close. Right. Um, both of these are, if you look at the foundation of them, both of them are trust-oriented. Yes. And what, you know, a comment that I've got um, in, in something that I often quote is, belief comes with a preposition. That word believe comes with a pre- preposition. It's in. You're going to believe in something. I like that. The psalmist says some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses, but we will trust in the Lord our God. And he's making that differentiation between what you're trusting in. And belief comes with this preposition. I say, make sure your in has the power to bring you in the direction that you want to go. And so really, it's about belief in Christ, faith in in Christ. I think so, sometimes that's yeah. the, that's the, maybe now I'm understanding, yeah. I'm thinking of it in a different way that sometimes when we put pressure on ourselves, yes, we change the in yes, to, to us. us. Yes, yes, exactly. He is the Prince of Peace. And this is the notion when, when, when the Bible says have faith in God or believe in Christ, sometimes people misinterpret that and lack a, a fuller understanding of it because they, they feel like, well, I believe in God. I believe in Christ. But they're, they're interpreting, and maybe their exegesis of that scripture would be related to believing in his existence. Right. And he's not saying just believe in my existence, right? That you wouldn't be praying to God if you didn't believe in his existence. But it's more put your faith, maybe I could put it in this context, in the realm of Christ. Mm-hmm. Believe in his realm. Believe in his peace. Believe, pr- you're, you're pressing in. To but who you're not, he is. Yeah, you're, you're pressing into in him is. in relationship. Yes, yes. And you're coming into that Prince of Peace. And then your believing comes out as a natural overflow. It can't not come out because now you're in him and now your believing is coming out of this relationship with God. And when it's there, the mountains will move. Those things will happen because it's not by our might. um, Zechariah, I think, said it's not by our power, but it's by the spirit. He's working those things through us. So the real pressing isn't to try to press in to believe and conjure up some kind of belief within ourselves. Right, right. The real pressing is removing things, um, obstructions from our mind, whether it be guilt and condemnation and shame and doubt and unbelief, into Christ, into Jesus Christ. Because here's the principle behind that, Cynthia. Nothing 
in the Father's kingdom can be earned. Everything in the Father's kingdom must be received. I love that. So we can't earn it, but we must receive it. So and nothing in the Father's kingdom can be earned. The only things in the Father's kingdom... It, everything, everything in Father's kingdom is received. Is received yes. He's looking for receivers. And my challenges in life are really related to the obstructions that I've laid before me that inhibit me from receiving what is already mine. And see, I think it's the idea of the faith and the belief is my willingness to be a conduit for that power to flow through. That like that's that. how God enter in, enters into the natural world. I like that analogy. through his people. And yes. so it's removing the obstructions and the conduit. Yes, you know, to me and yeah, through me, kind of. It's like of. if you have a pipe yeah. and you've got all kinds of debris in the pipe or whatever that is. I you like know, that analogy. It's being able to remove all of that so you get more yes. of that power. Yes, yes. I like that analogy, you know, and if you think, um, I, th- I think a good scriptural reference to that would be the woman with the issue of blood. Once again, she yes. expended everything that she had on all the doctors. There was no, sometimes we have to get to that bottom, you know, that bottom rung. And the Bible doesn't say that she pressed into Jesus' teaching. Her idea was, I got to touch him. Right. I've got to press him. The power him. is him. And then virtue came out of him, and her faith was on pressing into Jesus, not you know, kind of an arbitrary belief. Exactly. Well, that's, oh, this is awesome. So join me again in the next segment with Pastor Tom Moffat. We are talking about how to believe when you don't believe and this issue of faith and belief. And so this is very exciting. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. You can always look at the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. So glad that you joined us today. I have a very special guest with me if you're just tuning in for the first time. This is Pastor Tom Moffat, and he is an inspirational, motivational strength coach for spirit, mind, and body. He is a keynote speaker. He does, he, he does writing. He's a radio host. He's just really all around a very inspirational man. Thank you. I have to say. Thank yeah. you. Thank I get you. inspired every time I talk to no, you. No, thank you, you so you much. You make it's... me think of new things all the time. Oh, uh, so. well, you know. It, it's it, awesome. It's just God's good, isn't it? it he yeah, really is. Yeah. And, and so, of course, you know, what did you say about piracy? What was it? You said about <laughs> plagiarism. Pl- it's the most sincere form of flattery. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The serious, I, I call it, you know, you know uh, revelation. So <laughs> exactly. the first time I steal your stuff, I will say, Cynthia, hi. It says the second time I say somebody says the third time I say God told me this morning. No, that's, a, that's hilarious. <laughs> not no, that we're teaching a, that. No, of course not. No, that was flesh. <laughs> that's funny. So if you're just joining in, we are talking about this concept of how to believe when you don't believe, and so I'm important. sure, yes, I'm sure that you can, that resonates with you. That we have this idea that we know we believe in Jesus. But we do we really believe he's going to do the things he says he can mm-hmm. do? Do we really believe he's going to do what we need him to do? And when we ask yes, him, yes. do we believe he's going to do it? I think it helps, Cynthia, even what you just said, to believe in Jesus. And if mm-hmm. we could kind of just kind of um, shift people's thinking, because sometimes when they think of believing, um, you know, I am a motivational teacher. Uh, I you know work in personal development, professional development, and use a lot of the concepts in the motivational world. Uh, but I think that there comes a distinction, especially for a believer. And that's this, that 
you know, lots of times we feel like that we've got to apply certain principles in order to kick in that believer. But, but, but a, a Christian has an edge because the Bible says you're a son, you're a daughter of God, you've got access, you've been qualified for the kingdom of God and to go straight, straight into that throne room boldly. So if we can just adjust instead of trying to press into belief and trying to believe, your, your, your focus is on Christ and pressing into relationship with him. And as we said, through reception, through constantly receiving his goodness. And, and I'll give you an example. Um, so I, I do uh, keynote speaking. I, I speak at conferences and churches. Um, and lots of times I go and do, you know, somewhat prophetic meetings. I help start a church up in Oklahoma, a little church, 150, 200 people there. And most of the time, now, now I do this for a living. So consequently, the way that I fill my refrigerator for my teenagers is from the honorariums that come from that speaking. There's, and there's a lot of faith there. There's faith, right? <laughs> and so this little church, you know, they would do always do the best they could, six hundred, seven hundred dollars, those types of things. You know, eight hundred, a thousand dollars. They would stretch, and I'd go and just so appreciative for whatever came in. It was wonderful. And um, this, so I always pray about my finances, always, you know, Father, I need such and such, and I'm praying about it just like anybody else. And so, you know, and I know scriptures to pray and things to pray and how to believe and, you know, what things to say out of my mouth. And, and there is that dimension that starts to stir up. Well, this particular meeting, I, I just was in worship. I was just in prayer before the meeting, um, just kind of pressing into Jesus and, um, you know, just really in worship. And I forgot to pray about finances completely, totally didn't even pray about it. And I'm sitting there. And I was just before the service, I was getting up to speak, and um, we were worshiping. And they had sung a song, and it just touched my spirit. And all of a sudden, I heard this voice, and I can tell you, man, it was so loud in your spirit, in, inside, you know, on the inside. Yes, yes. And the impression was this. I'm going to give you $5,000 this trip from this little church, $5,000. And the, this is what I noticed the difference was. There was no doubt. I just went, I'm getting five grand. I can't wait to see how he works this out. Now, that's different because there have been so many times in my life, Cynthia, where I'm believing for something and I've got to fight through and really believe and, you know, just put my faith. But this time, it, there was no doubt. It was just it was just coming from the voice of God. Something in my spirit was calibrated. The pastor handed me a check. He said, Pastor Tom, we so appreciate you. We want to stretch and do the best we can. It was a $4,000 check. And I just giggled in my spirit. Thank you very much. But I couldn't wait to see how another $1,000 was coming. Exactly. And somebody came up and handed me no. a check. And that check was for $500. And I'm just smiling. And then somebody, as I'm walking out of the church, grabs my hand to shake it. And there was cash in it. I didn't even look. I knew without a shadow of a doubt there was $500 in there, and there it was. And what I learned from that, Cynthia, is there's a place in Jesus that we can just press into, not so much about the need, but we're pressing into him. And then when his voice, when he speaks, you get that sense of peace that he's got this. His word, you know, is what is true. And I don't know that it always comes on that level. Right, but, exactly. You know, I, I mean, it would be nice to live there with yeah, God, it you would. know, and where I you're think, always hearing from right, him that way. Right, and, and so I don't think we always get that. But I think what he was showing me in that is, Tom, press into me. Hear my voice. I watch over my word. And it helps us to kind of squelch out some of all the white noise that, that, that comes to us when we try and believe. Look, he is, a, he is the believer. And when I'm pressing into my relationship with Jesus Christ, that believing part of me 
is already growing strong because he is the word and he is the living word. And when he's speaking back, he's fortifying that aspect of my spirit that has the capacity to believe for things that I need in my life. And see, I think that's the key is it still comes down to relationship. It's like, All you know, relationship, right. you, you know, I was a little bit late coming to the station right, today, but right. you believed I was coming. Yes. You knew me. Yes. So if you never knew me. Right. You might th- think, well, maybe she's not showing up. I told you not to text and drive, by the <laughs> I way. I know you did. It was Michael, if you're listening to this, I've got your back, her husband. I said, don't text and drive. That's hilarious. Or else I'm going to tell Michael. Exactly. <laughs> he does not like that. Seriously, he comments. He's like, that person's texting and driving right now. You know? So those of us multitaskers, yeah, right? Yeah. We have it's to a discipline. really practice self-control. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Even though we believe we're better at exactly. it than others. Seriously, I think there should be like... Part of the driver's license test, you should prove whether or not you can talk on the phone at the same time. <laughs> and all of those that can't prove it shouldn't be allowed to do it, right? So it should be a special thing on your license. Yeah, exactly. She is allowed, she has permission to speak on the phone. I like that. Yeah. So, so anyways, it does come down, though, to this idea of trust. Yes. And so you knew me. So yes. you knew, wow, she's late. You know, I know she's going to show, though. Yes. But if you never had met me, right. you might not, you might really have doubt. Yes, me and Jeremy would be doing the show exactly. right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the stand-in. Yeah, I know right. I don't sound like Cynthia Hyatt, but here I am. Jeremy's today. our technician. He's the best in the world. <laughs> he is. He absolutely is. So it comes down to that trust. And, and so we're coming up on a hard break. So I mm-hmm. want you to really join me in the next segment because we are going to really put together this idea of believing, having belief in, knowing God can but really understanding the element of trust. Let's that get to the, more the practical I, side yes, of that. Yes. That I know him, yes. I trust him, then my faith, my belief increases yes. exponentially, not in my power, not in my might, not because I'm you know, mustering it up and, and, and getting myself worked up and, and to a belief state of emotionality, but that I truly believe. Yes. And it is, it is seated deep in, in my being. Yes. And sometimes, you know, we have to continue to foster that. Yes, you know? we, can, we can show, you know, really, really practical ways to stoke that fire of belief yes. within us because yes. we all need that. Everyone needs yes. that. Yes, so that we can, because there. we can't see God in the flesh. And right. even those that, that saw Jesus in the flesh, this, this man in the scripture in Matthew 2, 9, 9, 22 and 24, that's the man that saw him face to face, heard all that he had done and still said, I believe, but help me. That's my good, unbelief. Cynthia. It's important for people to feel to not feel broken if they're Absolutely. struggling believing. Absolutely. Everyone struggles or condemned. Right, or exactly. Condemned. Yes. So we're coming up on on this hard hard break, and so join me in the next segment. If you're just tuning in, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, thirteen sixty KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. You can always visit my website at cynthiahyatt.com for all the shows, and the show we're doing here today will be on that website. Well, welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt. I'm so glad you're joining me today. And I want to make sure that if you're just joining in, that you can listen to the show in its entirety on the website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com. And that is spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T. Make sure that you uh, like my Facebook page. There's lots of great things that are on that, lots of inspirational, motivational things. You also get to find out who's going to be on the next radio show and what that is going to be if I'm speaking or singing somewhere. So always like I always like it when you visit that that uh, Facebook page. So today I have Pastor Tom Moffat. He is a strength coach for Spirit, Mind, and Body. He's a pastor. He's a, a keynote speaker, 
inspirational, motivational life coach. Just very all around helpful. Good. Man. Yes, indeed. That's better than the alternative. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you have such a great heart. I mean, yeah, you know, you've you. been through your own levels of hardship. Sure. You know, and any of us that have been on this planet any length of time yep. have experienced tremendous hardship. Yep. And so that leads us to, wow, when we're in hardship, when we have crises, when we have things, you know, that are not working out or things that are beyond our ability to even manage or do anything about. Yeah. What do we do? Yeah, right. Right. We pray. Exactly. That sometimes gets complicated for us. Just the idea of praying can be complicated. I think, you know, Cynthia, you know, all of us, there's no transcendence when it comes to ministry and ministers. You know, we're all in this boat together. And so all of us are working through issues that uh, that we uh, have got to face, you know. And uh, so I, I, I think for all of us, you know, for, the first thing is that I want people to know that when it comes to believing for great things or believing for a loved one or believing for a healing or believing for a spouse or maybe an estranged loved one or something that, that seems so tough, you know, when the mountain is big, um, you know, I, I want people to know that everybody struggles with believing. They're not super That's human. exactly right. There's not superhuman mm-hmm. believers. There's no mm-hmm. superman and believers. Listen, I mean, we look at the, pro- right. you know, prophets, Elijah, yeah, right? exactly. This wonderful, huge, big, Call amazing Called fire things. down from heaven yeah, and then and running. It, running. Running for his yeah, life. Yeah, and in depression. Exactly. <laughs> so he, he's, he's facing his stuff. So, you know, maybe there is like superman faith, but sin brought kryptonite. So That's we're all, exactly we all, right. We're all struggling through the kryptonite. So, um, you know, and I think that, you know, as we laid it out, Cynthia, that when we're believing God for great things, it is it is unequivocal that we do have to believe. There's no doubt about it because Jesus laid it out there. It's but but I it's not a have to. It is a potential that is there. We're pre downloaded with this. I want people to know that Jesus and the cross took care of this. The Bible says that we have everything we need for life and godliness. And to every man, a measure of faith has been given. So right here, right now, no matter what you feel, I want to tell you, you have got the capacity to believe you are a believer. You're listening to us right now. All right, that's enough. It's a seed, a mustard seed. That's right. So the power is in its presence, not in its amount. I love that. Yes. I love that. It's It's, like, that's what this man in in Matthew said, you know, I believe Help me in my unbelief. And God put it there. Yes. The Father put it there. Yes. So now I want, I want people to know that you've got what it takes to believe. Now, the next thing, the next step you take is what you're going to believe in. And you're putting your faith into Jesus. If there's any kind of pressing, you're not pressing into this kind of arbitrary, kind of uh, ethereal realm called faith. You know, how do I get to believe? How do I get to that? You're pressing into Christ. You can worship your way right into Jesus. I think one of the best ways to do it is find a point of thanksgiving. You, if Absolutely. You're, if you're breathing right now, say, thank you, Jesus, for this breath. If your son you or, know, or, or, or your daughter. Or all the things that you know Jesus has done in the past. In the past. Yes. You just start. That by, helps to clear right? like and clean out. It's, it's, it's a language of faith. It's right. a language of faith. Right. And then, you know, what you're going to do is you're going to connect to God. And then, and then that connection comes through prayer. And prayer is just our connection in how we're talking to God. So I do want to say that prayer and praying the Word of God will feed that inner part of you that can believe. So it it does require prayer. The Bible says the effectual, the fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Right. And we see Jesus praying regularly to the Father. All the time. But you're not praying to earn 
You're right. not praying to get brownie points. You're praying out of that need, but while you're praying, you're pressing into who he is, and you're putting your spirit into that because there's going to come a point in time where as you are continuing to pray to the Father and connect to him and receive his goodness, it's going to settle peace in your heart. So I like to say, look, you pray, and you pray through to peace. Pray through to that Prince of Peace, even with that need. And sometimes, you know, praying in the Spirit and just praying, you know, in the Spirit means engaged. Well, you're brain isn't, you know, in Europe someplace. You're, yes, you're yes. engaged in the effectual fervent prayer. Well, and sometimes the peace isn't like a peace that God is saying to you that, yes, I'm going to do it, or this is a green light. Sometimes the peace is, I've heard your prayer, and, and you can move on. You sometimes know, some, it doesn't even come in words. Exactly. It's sometimes just the something pieces, settles in the, you. Yes, the connection to Jesus. Yeah. Exactly. I've got a, a pastor friend of mine who's a cowboy. He says, I just know in my knower. Right? I love sometimes that. it's that way. <laughs> I love that. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We have one more segment left with Pastor Tom Moffat. You can also get a hold of him at tommoffat.com. And that's a great way to talk to him. He will pray with you. If you want him for a keynote speaker, he's available. So this is Cynthia Hyatt again. Join us in the next segment. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. So glad that you are with me today. And I have a great guest if you're just tuning in. This is Pastor Tom Moffitt, and he is a pastor, a life coach, a strength coach for spirit, mind, and body. He uh, does success counseling and success coaching. He's also a keynote speaker and just all around very inspirational and motivational guy. And yeah, so you can you, get a hold of him at TomMoffitt.com and would love to talk with you. We'll pray for you. All kinds of things. And so always make sure you can reach out to him. I love coming down and doing the program with you because I always pick your mind and pick your brain, <laughs> Cynthia. And I, I just got to <laughs> tell you, you this, that, you know, and I've been, you know, I've, matter of fact, got a um, counseling certification, been around a lot of therapists, and I don't know that I've ever, ever had any therapist or coach have the grasp, first of all, of the genders like you do, both male and female. And you've just spoken some things that really turned the light on and helped me to connect, you know, with my wife or with the opposite sex in general and helped me to understand myself. And, and, you know, just in terms of some of the things that you have professionally developed and adding the spirit of God to that has so helped me. So you well, know, I appreciate I just, that. And I'm, I'm, not, glad. I'm not just saying that because I'm on your radio <laughs> because, you know, you're not paying me. Anything, I, exactly. So, let, no. let me make that. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't, I'm not averse to that, by the way, but I'm just saying, no, really, you just have really helped us. Well, I appreciate so, that. Very powerful. That's fun. I mean, yeah. it's, it's really amazing how God is so willing to give us what we need. Right. You know, and so today, yeah. one of the things we really need yes. is understanding this whole prayer issue. Yes. And this whole belief issue. Right. And, and we are all praying, and even non-believers pray. Right. And so it's this... This idea of praying, and, and I think sometimes, at least for me, sometimes the more I know, the more complicated it gets yes. and the harder it is. Yes. And I lose track of how to have that faith as a little child. Mm-hmm. And I can complicate it. And a lot of times the things that I complicate it with are putting pressure on myself to, am I praying right? Am I praying enough? Yes. Do I feel it enough? Do I believe enough? Right? You right. know, am I praying the right things? Mm-hmm. And so it's really, it's wonderful to know about prayer. Mm-hmm. 
but I think sometimes we overcomplicate and get in the way of ourselves. Oh, I agree, Cynthia. You know, I think you said the key point, you know, that as we pray or approach God or his kingdom, we approach it as a child. Right. And I think the reason why God put gave us that analogy and that kind of picture and metaphor to understand is that, that a child doesn't put the rational mind in the way. Now, it doesn't mean you turn off your rational mind. Right. But you just have an understanding that the rational mind can't... That means we're not allowed to pray to win the lottery. <laughs> well, you can. You, you can pray any way that you want. Matter of fact, if you win the lottery, just tithe on it, and That's God's right. good, man. To Tom Moffat so, Ministries. Yeah, exactly. We are, you know, I am actually 501c3, so it's tax deductible. I'm sorry. I yeah. totally diverted yeah, the yeah. direction Look you were going. Look at the going. squirrel. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm yes. on it. I'm on it. No, right where I was. Thank you. So, you know, I think that in terms of the kingdom of God, you know, the rational mind can't fully grasp it, but it doesn't mean that you don't use your rational mind to begin to understand it. And so a child doesn't struggle with that. And I think when it comes to prayer, the first thing that we understand is, look, we are what's called a trichotomy. We are spirit, we are mind, and we are body. And the scripture says that the natural mind receives not the things of the spirit of God. It's foolishness, the apostle Paul is saying. And there's this... inability to comprehend. So when we start to put belief into this equation, we realize that the belief side of us has got to come from that spirit side of us. And where we struggle in prayer is when we leave it in the rational side. And when we try and get our mind around, why didn't God answer this? And why didn't this happen? And gee, I'm praying this way. And we're rationally trying to get our brain around it. And what God is saying to us is, look, it's kind of a little bit too much for your rational mind. It doesn't mean that there's not some good understanding and some ways that you can kind of figure it out rationally, but you have to engage that spirit side of you. And the spirit side of you can press into kind of that awareness and knowing that spiritual man, the apostle Paul called him the inner man. And he he infers to us that there's going to be a struggle. So you got to feed that inner man and really prayer and the word of God and our faith is really to feed that inner part of us that puts our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is why scripture would say things like, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you're taking God's word and you're starting to, 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 to build that inner side of us as we begin to pray. So I think, you know, a, a pretty easy sequence. Is that like maybe praying scripture? Maybe if you yes. can't think of how to pray, but maybe picking a scripture that you feel so, like helps? First thing we're going to do is focus on Jesus, right? right? Our right. prayer is connection to Jesus. It's not to earn anything right. we it's can't. It's believing in him yes. and, and nothing else. Look, you don't have to, it's not predicated upon a feeling. It's not based on a feeling. Sometimes right. when you begin to pray, you don't feel anything. Matter of fact, you feel more like the Antichrist than the Christ. <laughs> right. But, but exactly. look, you're, you're going to put your faith in Jesus. Jesus, I know who you are, and you start to connect with him. And when you do, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to begin as you worship to empty yourself. So part of a prayer, part of our prayer is emptying ourself from the standpoint of sometimes our fears and our anxiety and our bitterness and our unforgiveness. All of these or things, the way we feel about ourselves. Sometimes, way, sometimes we feel our less self-hatred, than unworthiness, and so we feel like we're not allowed to pray Guilt, or good shame, enough to pray. Inferiority, right. all of those things. Right. I don't know how to pray. And really our worship and our focusing on Jesus is getting us out of that equation. Right. All right. So I encourage people as they begin to pray, look, you're just connecting with Jesus and you're you're <clears> continuing <throat> to 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 you know speak to him. And the easiest way to do that is to connect to him with the word of God. 
So I think that, yes, when it comes to believing, there are some things that we need to do. We know we need to pray, and we know we need to connect to God's Word because the Bible says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. The word glory is doxa. It's a Greek word that adds a sense of paradigm and thinking to it. So all of because of sin, all of us have fallen short of the way that God thinks. So even when we come and we're believing for something, we need to begin to apprehend the way that God thinks. Isaiah says in his uh, scripture 58, Isaiah 58, that, look, your ways are not my ways you're, because your thoughts are not my thoughts. When your thoughts become my thoughts, your ways are going to become my ways. Right, exactly. So we start the word of God when I'm praying God's word, all right, so I could take Psalms 23, and I've got a financial need in my life. And if I don't know how to pray, it's okay. The Lord is my shepherd. God, I thank you for being my shepherd. I guess if you're my shepherd, that means you're watching over me. Thank you for watching over me. And that's just, we're just, I'm just talking. And see, and I think that, And something yes. will come alive. And that piece of believing he'll do it for you. Yes. I think so many times what I tell clients often is, if you get stuck believing, well, I don't know if I really deserve it. or I, I really tell people to say, Please don't let your rational mind argue that. Yes. Just ignore that. Yes. Ignore that and move on. Yes. You're you're, you're believing in who God is, you're not whether or not yes, in Jesus, him, not whether or not you're yes. good enough to receive it. You're not. You know, exactly. in and of yourself, exactly. there's one hope. It is faith in exactly. Jesus, and because it's in Jesus, your faith has a preposition. It's in Christ. You know, it's kind of like people get codependent on God. Yeah. And they start to think for God and yeah. decide for God before sure. he ever had a chance to decide. Well, ha- haven't you seen people do that? Yes. Like, and so I how say, come you didn't ask somebody to do that for you? Well, I didn't, you know, they're, I didn't they're, want to they're burden too busy. Them. Exactly. They, well, let they them tell you they're too exactly. busy. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. I say that with God, too. Yeah. You need to let God decide how he's going to answer the prayer. Yes, yes. It's not up for you. You're the one that goes to him and makes yes. the request. Yes. You make that request, and you, as you start to take God's word, what, what happens is it's going to be a reflection. It's going to start to change your paradigm in the way you see things. So even if you were to pray something simple like Psalms 23, as you pray that through, you're in a conversation with God, that inner side of you, that spirit side of you is getting fed. And now all of a sudden, the capacity to begin to believe is a natural result of you pressing into not believing, but into Christ. So, and sometimes God, your prayer might change. Well, think about it. God is my shepherd. I could, I could, I could pray ten minutes. Exactly. God is my shepherd. God is my shepherd. God is my shepherd. God is my shepherd. Yes. And you know, and and something when we go through something as simple as that faith starts to rise up. That's right. And it starts to be fed. And we, we're getting our eyes off the circumstances. And then all of a sudden, words start to flow out of our mouth. And the Bible says that, look, when you have a mountain, I don't want you to define the mountain. I don't want you to tell other people about the mountain. I want you to speak to the mountain. That's but good. what you're speaking to it is God's word in faith. Okay, so I think it's really important that people come to that, that you're that that you're 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 praying in faith. And then, listen, there comes a point in time where it's intense. So if you and I were talking right now on the radio, this is our level. But if we were in a war zone 
and there were bullets coming over, it would not warrant the same kind of conversation. That's right. You know, when I'm in an intense environment, I don't care about the way people feel. I don't care about the way that I look. It doesn't matter anymore. It is get it done. And I just have a need. I just have a need. Sometimes you'll come to that place, and as you fortify your spirit, you'll know that there's that sense of intensity, and we call that praying through. Mm-hmm. And you just pray, and you pray, and you call out to God, and you worship to God, and you, you're praying. This is what Hannah did. Do you remember that Hannah had, yes. she had a desire to have a child, but she was barren. And I think all of us face sometimes passions and dreams that we don't have the possibilities to produce. And yet God had done this in her life. And year after year, she'd go up to Shiloh, which Shiloh means peace. And I want people to capture this, that she was never at peace. She was only at peace on the outside. She was going to church, and she's smiling on the outside, but she didn't have peace on the inside because she had a tormentor, and on the inside she was tormented. She couldn't have this child. And when the Bible says that one day she got up, and it's this pivot, and she goes into the presence of God, and Eli thought she was drunk, and she said, I'm not drunk. No, this is not Bud Light. (laughs) I am praying out of the fervency of my soul. He hadn't seen people pray like this before. Right. And she said, you've got to do this. Now out of her prayer, then this proclamation came, this agreement with heaven started to come because she wasn't praying for any child. She told, she told Eli who acted as a prophet in that moment. She said, he will be a man child and he's going to serve God all of his life. And then God says up in heaven, now that's what I want on the earth. Give it to her. Bam. But something dropped in her spirit that when, when Eli said, go your way, The Bible says her face was downcast no more. And then it says in the course of time, she brought forth a son. It didn't happen immediately, but she never had that depression. And see, and that's, I think, the the pressing in helped to hone what she was actually praying for so that it made it real to her. So that her belief then could be in what God was telling her and not in what she thought she should have. Cynthia, there is a place, whether it's a motivational world or in this world that we're calling prayer, that you can realize it's done. Yes. And and this is what happened with Hannah, is she prayed and she pressed and she pressed, and there's a capacity in your spirit to press into that place of peace. Now, for the first time in Shiloh, she wasn't in peace, but now for the first time she's in peace. Now, let me share this with you, that God answers out of a place of peace, not anxiety. Right, and I've seen people right. praying, but he wants, to get, he wants to get you to that place of peace, not out of the anxiousness, not out of the anxiety, not trying to earn, not trying to say, what's wrong, what's wrong? Look, if you're in that place, don't feel condemned because we're all there. It's the praying through. You pray through to that uh-huh. peace, and then there's a part of you that I promise knows that, you know what, I don't know how. I don't know what the future holds. I just know he's got the future. I don't know how it's going to work out. I just know that he's there and it's going to work out. And that's a real place in the Father's kingdom that we can pray through. And it kind of takes the pressure off of having to rationally think of how am I going to get out of this debt and how am I going to be able to do this and how am I going to be able to do that? He'll give you those. There's still stuff that you've got to do. You've got to go to work. I get that. You know? see, I think it's the casting, casting cares on God. That we can get rid of that anxiety by Very saying, good. here's what I'm caring about. And, I, and I, I'm then able to release it so that I can press into really getting that peace about how God is going to do it, when he's going to do it, if he's going to do it. That's believing. Yes. And, and being able to hear from God at that point. That's believing. That so, is believing. And then take an action. Into, right. If God says to you, um, hey, I'm going to get you out of debt. Okay, then take an action. Right. And what you do is you go to a budgeting place and learn how to budget your finances by exactly. faith. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, we have like 30 seconds. Yes. 
So we're saying that we're belie- it's who we believe in. Yes. It's pressing in. To him. It's casting yes. anxieties. Yes. It's taking hold of who Jesus is. Yes. And really getting that peace. Yes. And then speaking what he tells you. Exactly. Speak it right out of your mouth. Thank you so much, Pastor Tom. What a pleasure to be yes. here, Cynthia. And thank, thank you, Thank you Jeremy. so much. Jeremy, you're awesome. Yes. And please um, visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can listen to the show in its entirety and find out how to get a hold of Pastor Tom Moffat. Have a blessed week. And inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.